This is the 4th and 3 Podcast with your host, Nick Stegger! Welcome back, everybody. This is another edition of the 4th and 3 Podcast. Joined with me, as always, are my co-hosts. To my right, I have Ja Red. Present. And to my left, I have Andrelfio. As always, more present. Yes, yes, yes. So huge week coming up. We had a lot of good teams coming off buys this week. So fantasy is going to be pretty gnarly. A couple other teams going on by. Uh, so what, what we're going to do, we're going to change this podcast up a little bit. Switching it up on you. Do a little bit of uh, news. A little bit of fantasy flexi action. Then we'll talk about the games coming up. So that way, maybe you want to get your fantasy football stuff out of the way and we can just get there. So without further ado, AJ is going to bring you the news. The news. All right, we're going to start out. This one matters, but it also doesn't, at least for this week. TJ Watt has been designated to return from IR. Unlikely to play, but he can now practice. 21-day window is now open. At least my favorite piece of news, I'm pretty pumped about Fly Eagles Fly. The Eagles have traded a fourth-round pick. For Robert Quinn. Mm. Let's go. Super pumped about that. Honestly, the Bears are going to eat up most of that money. $7.1 million in the salary cap. Huge for us. Howie Roseman, all in. Very proud of you. I think that one's pretty massive. Uh, JC Jackson is having surgery today to repair his patellar tendon. He's going to be out for the season. Sad. It is really sad. Honestly, I wanted to see what he could do with a, with a nice, healthy season. Um, Aaron Donald and the other players that are off of uh, Kanye West's Donda, like little sports team. AJ Brown as well. Yeah. I'll say not that it mattered, but I'll say that dude is really shooting himself in the foot and has been for a while. Don't talk Chief. bad against the Jews. No, you shouldn't. Uh, the Chiefs defensive end, Frank Clark, has been suspended two games for violating the uh, personal conduct policy. Better this year than next year. He's going to lose like 400 grand per game versus next year, which would be a million dollars per game. So mm. good for him. That's important. Uh, bigger piece of news, James Robinson. To the New York Jets. Why to the New York Jets? It is a very sad reason. Brees Hall, who was having a monster game last week, did tear his ACL. No! No is right. I don't, say it. I don't think they had a... Not to say they didn't have faith in Michael Carter, but this move just solidifies they are going to be a running team. They're going to back that up. That's big. Uh, Mac Jones got benched Monday night for Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi comes in, leads a couple good drives, and then starts throwing picks. Mac Jones is still slated to start this Sunday. Possibly. Pot, no, they, they, they did it. They, yeah, did they, they? they did announce that. Jared, get up on your news. But they said he was going to play last week, and look what happened. Exactly. That's true. The Raiders traded the the Cowboys. I don't really care about this one, but I'll give it to them for Jonathan Hakins. It is for a draft pick. It's a compensatory pick. I don't think I saw what that was actually for. Um, so that one's big. The Cowboys also signed cornerback Kendall Sheffield. It is what it is. Um, and outside of that... There's really not a ton of news, honestly, but I wanted to make sure to get through the big stuff. Did I miss anything specific? Uh, I think that's everything, right? Yep. Actually, Evan Neal, the the Giants tackle, their rookie this year, does have an MCL sprain, expected to be out three to four weeks. Going to be a hit. Will Saquon take a little bit of that batter? Andrew Thomas has shown, right now he's ranked the number one left tackle. So Jake, the intern, toted Andrew Thomas. He really did. We did doubt him. But Andrew Thomas has been the best left tackle in the league. So just expect Saquon to run to the left all the time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, if I was if I was playing that defense, I'd be stacking that box. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. And then even looking at Thursday night games, there are a ton of out players looking at Russell Gage, Cameron Brait. Um, on the other side, looking at the Ravens, uh, you're looking at Rashad Bateman, questionable. Mark Andrews still not practicing, questionable. He didn't do anything last week. 
it's just there's a lot of stuff happening. And Mike Williams does have a high ankle sprain. Expect him to be out at least four to five weeks. And David Njoku. Yeah. A lot of news. It's, it's a lot to keep might up be on. back, though. Game time decision. Lastly, do we know, as far as news goes, do we know what teams are going to be on the bye week this week? Yes. The Chargers and the Chiefs. Yes. So, so this is this is another big one. Two two people. Yeah. That's it. Two teams. No, with, Mahomes, uh, Travis Kelsey, and Austin Eckler. Big fancy pieces out. Thank you, yeah. Nalan. That doesn't matter. Tight ends Gerald are going to be interesting this week, uh, especially with Mark Andrews having... Suffering or playing through an injury, essentially. I mean, he had nothing going on. I think it, did he have one catch? No, he had no. Catches. No, he had two targets, zero catches, but he ran the ball one time for whatever reason with an ankle injury for four yards. Yeah, that was kind of an odd choice, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so that being said, let's just kind of jump into our flexi action. Uh, let's all take a position. Jared, you take tight ends because you're the whisperer there. AJ, do you want running backs? Do you want I'll wide take running backs? Take running backs. So I'm going to go with the wide receivers. Uh, so without further ado, let's jump into the flexi. Action. F L E X Y Flexi Flexi Flexi. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start with the wide receivers. My first one off the board is going to be a little bit uh, up AJ's alley. Now, he's rostered in 90% of leagues. However, Devontae Smith, I think, is going to be a quality start this weekend. You probably have him on the bench. If you normally have him in a starting position, your team's probably not doing too hot. Um, however, this is the week that I would start him. Big matchup against the Steelers. They're definitely going to be shadowing AJ Brown, right? And then probably playing a spy on Hertz to kind of at least try to eliminate the run game. So that's going to leave their next big, biggest target open, which is going to be Devontae Smith. And not only that, Devontae has had a couple big games this year already. Uh, his last game two weeks ago against Dallas, he did go five for five for 44 yards. Not a whole ton of yards, but he did pop a touchdown in there as well. Woo. So he's at least being looked at in the red zone. So that might be a guy that I would play this weekend. I dig it. I said, Jared, I'm going to go second. I'm going to take running backs here this week. This one's, it's a little chalky. But it's Tony Pollard. Uh, I did forget this in the news, but Zeke is nursing a knee sprain. It's definitely worth noting and worth watching as we get a little bit closer to Sunday. Uh, but at least for now, put Tony Pollard in your flex. You have no reason not to. Um, at least they're playing the the Chicago defense. You look at what just happened that last game. You can run on that team. You Easily. can. Um, look at what Ramondre Stevenson just did. Absolute baller. Talked about him last week, so I'm going to mark that one down. But Tony Pollard should be in your lineups. Does have a very fascinating noon game which are always fun to watch uh but should be a guy in the lineup this week i'm gonna go with Taysom hill for a tight end if you can play Whoa. him as tight end if okay. you can, in if, most leagues most leagues you can play him in tight end rostered in 56 percent of leagues he's playing vegas it's probably gonna be a high scoring affair vegas d is nowhere to be found this year somehow some way they gone so i think it's gonna be a high scoring affair again like i just said hill Two TDs this week. The absolute en enemy of all Alvin Kamara owners, yes. which is myself. My next wide receiver is going to be a little bit of a, you know, like a 50-50 thing. That's actually going to be Brandon Ayuk. So Debo Samuel right now, nursing a little bit of a leg injury. Not something you want if you're a Debo owner. But if you're an Ayuk owner, this might be the time to play them. Currently, they're going to be playing the Rams, who are 24th against the pass right now. Yeah. 
Um, and with them bringing on CMC, I guarantee you the Rams are going to be focusing on shutting down the run because that's obviously the strength of that team right now. This is a week that I would play Brandon Ayuk. And not only that, um, with that being the 24th defense, the past two weeks, he's had 11 targets back to back. And again, uh, we preach this on this podcast. Fantasy football is all about volume. So if you need to get a little backup because you have someone off the Chiefs or is it Miami? Chargers. Chiefs, Chargers. Chiefs, if you have Chargers. someone on the Chiefs or the Chargers, this is maybe someone you might want to think about slotting into your lineup this week. Yeah, no, 100% agreed. Uh, number two, Brian Robinson. Yes, he has not been fantastic. Second game back, did rush for you know 80 yards and a touchdown last week, another 80 yards. Uh, but the matchup is actually pretty good. They're playing Indianapolis. Uh, again, Nick, you just alluded to this. Volume. Antonio Gibson is still going to be a factor, I'll say, for what it's worth, he's not going to catch a ton of passes, so probably more of a back to rely on in, in more of a standard league uh, versus a PPR. But again, when you're looking at volume and goal line work, give me Brian Robinson with Taylor Heineke. He's been okay. Mm-hmm. He's been okay. And in this game, might not be a high-scoring affair, but again, we're talking flexies. If you have the Austin Ecklers, uh, the CEH, apparently Isaiah Pacheco, who started last week, definitely a guy you can slot in. Another guy I'm feeling that could get a touchdown this week. And a person that you can definitely pick up is Harrison Bryant. Yeah. Yep. Plays for the Browns. Joku's out. Pharaoh, what's his face? The other tight end is also in a concussion protocol. And I believe Amari Cooper is really the only guy they got. So What are you talking about? Donovan. Peoples. Jones. I've been toting him for years, Jared. Yeah. Okay. Greatest Um, name. They're playing Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati is going to blow them out in this game. Yeah. Uh, so I'm definitely going to pick up Harrison Bryant if I could, and I would potentially start him, but definitely a piece that you want to stash because when he gets going, usually he does well and he's been on the team for years. Yeah. And and Njoku was a target monster. I I think we all thought, yeah, he might have a good season. Did not anticipate him having this kind of season. I've been playing him in fantasy. I'll say, which is a great pick. I'll say I overlooked him at least one week. I was like, I'm going to give it one more that week he went off. I didn't get him really anywhere. But yeah, if you were, I think this does help Donovan Peoples-Jones. But yeah, Harrison Bryant still going to get four to six targets this week. So here's a question for you. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, if you have him, would you drop him? No. Drop? No, but I'm not starting him. Nope. Staying on the bench. You know, that's the whole deal with Kyle Pitts, uh, our boy Dyson Knox. Same deal, right? Toted really high, and now right now they're sub twenty ranking. I yes, I like you. I like that you brought up Dyson. I am definitely starting Dawson this week. Um, Why? Number one because I <laughs> number one because Njoku got hurt, and in the other league that I did him in, Kelsey's on a bye. Yeah, there you That's go. That's the number one reason. Number two reason he just had a relatively good game. You know, he caught a touchdown right before the bye week. He had like six or seven targets. That's pretty good for a tight end. And the third reason, it should be obvious, he's playing the Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers defense, although on paper, fantastic, definitely playing down this year. I'm just going to bet on the chances that uh, Josh Allen throws three or four touchdowns this weekend. Um, So what are the odds that goes to Dawson? Maybe not necessarily super great, but definitely not bad odds, right? The only, I think the only downside is you worry that the Packers are going to get blown out so bad that Josh Allen will be benched and then they're just going to run the ball. So I think we honestly might see a little bit of James Cook in this game. Well, Jerry's been down a little bit this year, he so I don't imagine. by Terry. I, I just, he, he's been a little bit down this year, but he's still probably going to be shadowing Diggs. So I don't expect Diggs to have more than one touchdown. Boy, and Douglas. He'll Davis. Have a, he'll have a two-person. Russell Douglas. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Davis. Uh, 
he could have a four touchdown game. He might have a zero touchdown game, right? A little boomer bust over there. Um, but Dawson Knox, if you need a tight end, I think that's a solid pick. Who's your wide receiver? Next wide receiver is going to be. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did my cat jumped up and messed with the computer. Uh, my third wide receiver is uh, Allen Robinson. Uh, so a couple of things to note here. First off, he's not had a super stellar year. He's had like two weeks out of the year that are very good. Uh, they play the 49ers this weekend. Last time they played the 49ers, Robinson had six targets. Now, he only had like one catch on that, but the point is the volume's there. Uh, so that's important. Um, also, the 49ers are giving up like the 21st most points to wide receivers. So They're that's hurt. A, that's They're a nice little hurt. step there, right? Um and then not only that, coming off, uh, they're coming off a bye week, but in week six, he did have five catches for six targets for 63 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then the other thing to note is of his two b- big games this year, they both came at home and this is a home game. So if you need someone to start this year or I mean, start this week because you have, I don't know, Smith Schuster, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, any of those guys out, this might be a guy you want to plug into your lineup. And then I have a fourth if you guys don't have fourths. I'll say I have fourths, but I can, I can do both mine oh, I got one kind more, of back to back. So, yeah, we're good. Okay. You want to go with it? Yeah, good. All right, I'll go. All right, I think I told this guy last week. I'm going to stay on it. Deontay Foreman. Dude just rushed for 118 yards. 19. Uh, a big part of that did come on a 60-yard run. But, again, when you're playing the Tampa defense, who historically has been one of the toughest teams to run against in this entire league, you have to take note of that. Yes, Chuba Hubbard is there, but he is now nursing an ankle injury. I think that's going to matter. Yes, are they going to maybe load the box? I could see it, but P.J. Walker, Steve Wilkes absolutely has some faith in not only that that quarterback, but within his team. Again, I think we've looked at this and said, yeah, whenever the head coach gets fired, the rest of the team plays better because they do want to prove they're a team that a good coach wants to go to. Uh, so looking at Deontay Foreman, I don't know who said this like a couple of minutes ago, but he's a, a miniature Derrick Henry. I said that. But he catches the ball really well out of the backfield. So does Chuba. But I think this is going to be a lot more of a Deontay Foreman game than it is a Chuba game because I think they might kind of limit the carries that Chuba's getting. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Um, You know, the whole thing with the Panthers is there's running back cores that you don't necessarily want to be a part of in your fantasy. Ravens are one of them. Um, I would probably say... 49ers 49ers seem like you don't necessarily want a part of it uh Denver you don't want a part of it and I would put Carolina in that same category like you don't necessarily want to have a part of it but if you have to yes correct but also look at who we've lost this year you have Jonathan Taylor playing mediocre you're still going to start him you lose Javante that one's going to be massive honestly at least I have him for sure again you lose Javante let's say you grabbed Osnecker in the first round Javante Williams in the second Right now, at this point, you're absolutely scrapping for halfbacks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, historically, this is like the nightmare that the Patriots have been. But oh, yeah. in, in certain situations, you just got to do it. No doubt. So my third my third and probably final tight end, this is a guy that you're going to probably want to pick up. Again, another stash, possible play this week if you have Kelsey, if you have Everett. Logan Thomas. I like it. So with Logan Thomas in the game, possibly, well, he's questionable, practice slightly always is only only uh is rostered in 10% of leagues but when you got Heineke Heineke likes to throw to Logan Thomas and Heineke his tight ends. does I 100% agree. so if he gets the targets necessary which it looks like he probably will because they're probably gonna be playing down a lot this year for the remainder of the season he's gonna throw 60 times Logan Thomas is gonna be a shoe in and possibly a starter moving past this week into the rest of the season yeah, I cannot, I cannot back that up more. Having Logan Thomas last year with Taylor Heineke, now it's not going to be Kelsey numbers by any means, but like 
that's going to be tight end production. Uh, my fourth wide receiver is going to be Rondale Moore. A uh, couple reasons for this. Number one, Marquise Brown on IR. Yeah, not coming back, right? Yeah. Um, so that opens up a lot of targets right then and there. Outside of that, he's averaging about six to seven targets per game. Already, that's great. And now with uh, Brown out, this is going to move even more further, I would assume at least. Uh, next reason would be they're playing the Minnesota Vikings. And if you've been watching the Vikings this year closely, they're not giving up a ton of points, but they're giving up a ton of yards. Waddle and Hill, granted, are on a different level than more, but they together put up 300 yards. Yeah. So if you're looking for just, you know, that flexy spot where you want 10 points, Rondell Moore might not be a bad spot. Because uh, not only that, this is a huge NFC game because this is going to kind of dictate some of the playoff matchups down the line. I think Rondale Moore would just be a nice, solid addition who will probably get you anywhere from 10 to 20 points. Which is fair. Honestly, I'm going to give you an honorable mention for one of my wide receivers, Wandale Robinson with the Giants. Unless they make a big trade, I think he is going to, as we move forward in kind of like the, the latter half of the season, Kenny Galladay, you're garbage. Kadarius Tony isn't going to play. Wandale Robinson is going to get the targets that you want to see. Daniel Jones is going to run the ball. Just check him out. I'm not saying roster him quite yet, but just keep him on the radar. Uh, my running back, honorable mention as well, Khalil Herbert. We just watched him score a touchdown. He's been very effective without David Montgomery. Uh, they actually did come out this week and say they need to get Khalil Herbert more involved in this game. They were playing the Dallas Cowboys, who are not an easy team to run against, but that's where Khalil Herbert's going to really shine. When you, If you look at that team, he's going to re- receive a lot of those balls because, again, Justin Fields isn't very good. He's yep. going to take off all the time, and when he doesn't take off, unless he has Darnell Mooney or Nikhil Harry, who's also terrible, he's going to check the ball down. And when you look at those situations, Khalil Herbert has been known to really, you know, have those big runs, those big kind of like flashy runs. It might not be a ton of targets, might not be a ton of carries. But again, if you're in a sticky situation, Khalil, Shaquille, McBeal, Herbert. I don't get another tight end. Heck so. yeah. Well, let's move Boom. on to our uh, weekly previews. This is the week eight preview. Mm. Take a short little break. You guys know the drill. Uh, seconds for you, minutes for us. We'll be right back. Bye. Fourth and three. Fourth and three. Hopping back on the mic for you and me. Fourth and three podcast. There is this Nick and AJ and Jared with the flex. NFL flex. Fourth and three podcast. All right, everybody. Let's uh, jump into our weekly News. So as we were just talking about, the Chargers and the Chiefs are on bye week, so they will not be playing this week. Which, by the way, isn't it weird that only two teams are on bye this week? That and how both, do they balance that? Then from the same division, nonetheless. Yeah, that's weird. That's super weird. Uh, anywho, let's start with Thursday night game. We have the Baltimore Ravens visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is the Thursday eight fifteen p.m. game. Currently, uh, the Ravens are favored by one and a half points to win. Um, yeah, that's kind of the over/under is forty-four and a half. I this is hard to pick, right? Because the Ravens, uh, who we all think are a great team, they've actually been struggling on offense. But the Buccaneers also been struggling, right? Uh, the Bucks just took a really bad L. Two and it row. comes down to, do you want to? Because they just lost to Carolina, didn't they? Yeah, yeah twenty-one to three. Yeah, that's brutal for them. At embarrassing. Least. Yeah. Um, Tom obviously hasn't looking like the Tom that we know of previous years, but are you guys going to bet against Tom in this game? Because I'm not. Nope. AJ I, is. I really want to, uh, but yeah, if Mark Andrews isn't going to be 100% and if Rashad Bateman's not 100%, I don't think they're going to pull this out. Mark Andrews is a huge part of their game. I'm still going to go Bucks. Yeah, I would go Bucks. 
for sure. Yeah, I'm going Bucks. What about the over under on 44 and a half? I'm taking the under. Uh, Oh, under for sure. Yeah, the Bucks haven't scored more than 10 points besides one game this year. Oh, that's good to know. More than 10? More than 10. They've only scored more than 10 in one game this year. Oh my goodness. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to take the under as well, uh, just because both teams are lacking a lot of firepower due to injuries. And even if you have Lamar Jackson, I mean, that does, you're not guaranteed. He might be guaranteed to get you 20 to 30 fantasy points, but they're not guaranteed to score 20 to 30 real points. Even Lamar has had two really, really bad fantasy games, but I would bet on this game, and I'm, I'm probably going to, that Lamar Jackson is over 100 rushing yards. I don't know. You know, with, I don't know if I would take that one. Well, I don't know what his over-under is, so that's, I'm just going to say it's probably like 60. So I'm going to take the over in that situation. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to have a huge rushing game because he's going to have to. Yeah. Yeah, this is just another one of those running back rooms that you don't want a part of. You know, Gus Edwards, Kenyon Drake, or J.K. Dobbins. Who's starting? Yeah, I know, right? J.K.'s hurt, though. I know. That's Well, you get what I'm saying. It's because Lamar's gotcha. the real running back. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we got the Broncos versus the Jaguars. This is the London game. Uh, so Germany think, game. Well, it says London, but what else is, you know, what else is new? These websites. Don't yeah, really no, you're right. fair. Uh, so here we go. Uh, currently, the Falcons are favored by six and a half points. Um, I don't know, though, because Russell Wilson was doing knee highs on the plane all the way over there. So, weirdo. Yeah, what a weirdo, dude. Let's ride. Unbelievable. Love that um, meme. Oh, the over-under is 41 and a half points. I'll take the over. I think because both these teams are so bad that they're just going to score on each other. But, you know, don't quote me on that because <laughs> neither of these teams to score very well either. Yeah. And it already has been announced that it's assumed that if the Denver Broncos lose this game, they're most likely going to trade away Bradley Chubb. So that's basically them just kind of giving in on the season yep. that they screwed up with Russell Wilson. Uh, but I'm going to pick the Jags. I'm taking the Jags, but I'm not taking the six-point line. I'm thinking I'm going to take Denver's line on that one. I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah. At, Travis Etienne is going to be the difference maker in this game. I'm, I'm going to go Denver. Not that I'm super confident on that, but I don't know. Russ had one week of rest. I mean, maybe he's back. Maybe they figure it out. I don't know. But I also don't trust the Jaguars, especially in a London game or a Germany game in this aspect. Yeah. You just never. There's too many moving pieces. The And the other thing in fantasy-wise, I, I never like to start players when they are playing overseas. It's such a wild card. You never know if they're going to be good or not. That's true. And this, I'm pretty sure on this, but I'm pretty sure the Jags have played the most games in London, and they've also won the most games in London. So... But they're, now they're in Germany. But still, they're used to this environment. So I'm not going to say like that's precedence because, yeah, they are playing in. I think it's Bayern Munich is where they're playing. They're part of the, the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'll say I'm going to give it to Jacksonville. Dougie P, faith in Dougie P. That's right. Uh, the next game on the docket, we do have the Dolphins um, visiting the Detroit Lions. Currently, the Dolphins are favored by three and a half points. It does sound like Tua is going to be playing. Um, the over-under is 15 and a half points. I mean... Are the Dolphins going to win this game? Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, dude. The Lions are so hard to pick. I'm, I'm picking the Dolphins in this game, Nick. Uh, and I'm pretty confident in, in the Dolphins winning this game. I'm with you. I, I just don't see the Lions putting up enough points against that Miami defense, which is better than most. And the Lions defense is atrocious. It's really bad. So and I'm then, definitely taking Miami. Yeah. Two words why they're going to blow them out. Tyreek Waddle. Hill. <laughs> Well, I, I, that yeah, I'll say Waddle and Hill. That, that's it. I'll say you're not going to stop them. If you want to talk about a game where both receivers are going to have 150 yards, this is that game. I disagree with that. I think Jeff Okuda will at least lock one of them down. He's been okay. I'll say I definitely thought he was going to be 
fantastic. And he's actually had a much better season coming out of the injury from last year. But again, he's he's a taller corner. Not to say he's not fast, but Tyreek and Jalen Waller are just different players. Yep, that's true. They do have unbelievable speed. Swift might be back though, which is Swift, a game changer. Yes, he is going to be. He possibly will be back. This is this is just all speculation, but hear me out on this uh, hypothesis. All the teams have been playing Miami when Tua starts. They play a high zone and they just let the wide receivers get the short passes, and that's why they get 150 yards, right? Uh, the Vikings did that against not Tua, but yes, Skylar Thompson. Than, yes. But it's this is kind of what the all the coaches are like. Oh, this is what we're going to do. Dan Campbell's not your average coach. He's no. going to be like, we're going to bust him in the face, and then they're going to get exploited. And it's not going to be pretty. It's definitely going to be somewhat of an interesting game to wake up halfway through at 10 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Coming off of a Halloween Saturday. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's going to be a rough one. Oh, no. All right. You guys convinced me. I'll go with the Dolphins. Uh, moving on. We have the noon o'clock games. We got the Arizona Cardinals visiting the Minnesota Vikings. One thing to note, uh, in the past 30 years, the Arizona Cardinals have never won a game in Minnesota. Could this be the game? Absolutely, because that would be nothing more Vikings-like than ever. It would be to drop that, but that being said, I'm for sure going to take the Vikes. They need to get a win here to stay uh, competitive for that number one seed, uh, especially because the Eagles, they're probably going to pick up another win this weekend. Uh, so we need to keep up with that. Also, the Giants are 6-1, and one, so the Vikings so need to keep up with that also. I know that is super odd. Uh, I don't see that sustaining. Currently, the Vikings are favored by 3.5. The over-under is 48.5. I'll tell you right now, I'm taking the over. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, give me the Vikings, absolutely. Give me the Vikes. I'm absolutely not betting on this game any way, shape, or form. The Cardinals' defense has been better than what a lot... I Don't think, take the spread. It'll be a three-point game. Oh, 100%. Sure. Especially some of it's going to be recency bias, but the Cardinals have had a very good defense, especially when, when we played them. It was a very close game. If Kyler wasn't dumb and slid early, that's an overtime game. It's wishy-washy. We might be tied for 5-1, and one too. So, I mean, with, with that said, give me the Vikes. I'm not betting on this game anyway. Yeah, 49 points seems like a lot. Um, I'd pick the under, though. Yeah, I would probably go the under on the 49 points just based on how much point, how many points that is. Uh, granted, D-Hop is back. Patrick Peterson used to play for Cardinals. Cardinals are coming up here. I'm picking the Vikings at home. Hard not to, especially at a noon game where Kirk Cousins likes to thrive. I say Justin Jefferson gets 110 yards this week. I will say they played last year and they definitely surpassed 48 and a half points. Yeah. So that's one thing to note. Also. And that's true. But honestly, the Cardinals are much worse than they were last year. 50 points alone to the Vikings. All right, let's move on here. We got the, uh, I almost said the Minnesota Raiders. We got the Las Vegas Raiders visiting the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Raiders are favored by 1.5. I almost said 15. That would have been crazy. Uh, and then the total over under is 47 and a half. I just have lost all faith in the Raiders. I don't think that they want to play. They just crushed last week. Yeah, but like, look, they just they traded away two pieces this week. Yeah, I'll say a D tackle and who else? I don't remember. Offensive tackle? Did they? Yes. Well, don't matter to me. I'll say, honestly, give me the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is an absolute monster this year. And I, w- I will finally admit, the dude is good. Yeah, I picked the Raiders in this, Nick, money line, um, as well as took the spread. I think it's going to be a three-point game, and I just think the Raiders are going to win outright. Going to dome to dome, I think I like that uh, matchup, and Michael Thomas is still out. 
And Jameis, he's questionable right now. He might play. Well, uh, he's still going to be out. I'm saying it's Michael J- Thomas. Jameis might be starting. Dalton might be starting. There's a lot of switcher. Dalton is starting. Dalton, yeah, Dalton's. That was Dalton's and and Dalton, Dalton, Dalton did not look good last week. Yes, he looked he great did. last week. What are you he talking had about? Interceptions. Well, okay, yeah. Two of them. Well, I mean, there was two of them right away. One of them well, was like I'm not really his fault. Yeah, the other one was really bad. The other one was bad, but he still, still put up thirty points. Yeah, yeah you know, still Andy Dalton. Like, I know that they do seem like they are at least rallying around him. Um, so I, I and I just don't have faith in the Raiders right now. I think they're giving up. So I, I'm taking the Saints at home. Marshawn Lattimore still questionable, so that matters when it comes to Devonte Adams. I would take the over on the 47 points. I think this might be the highest scoring game of the week. I believe that. Honestly, I would take the over as well. I'll also take the over on that. Um, but yeah, go Saints. Uh, no, so we not got ever. the what? New England Patriots at the New York GTs. So got the Patriots at the Jets. Currently, the Patriots are favored by two and a half. Uh, the over/under is forty-one and a half. This is super hard to pick. I'm going to go Jets because I just don't have faith in the Patriots right now. Uh, they are starting Mac Jones. It sucks not having Brees Hall, but yeah, I'm going to go Jets. J E T S. Nick, do you realize you just said go Saints? Yeah, I did. That's a weird statement. I've never think I've heard out of your mouth before. Honestly, like I don't have the hatred toward the Saints that a lot of Vikings fans do. Because outside of 2009, we've pretty much spanked the Saints year after year. Fair. So it just that same fact that fire is just not there. It's a totally different team. It's just not the two. Oh, yeah, Sean, Sean Payton's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so none yeah. of it matters. I see yeah. a little little bounty hunter there. Honestly, give me the Jets. Yeah, I think especially looking at where Bill Belichick is, if Rex Ryan was still there, it'd be much more of like a rivalry game, uh, but it still is. But give me the Jets. I think their defense is still going to be better. I'd love to see Elijah Moore play in this game. Uh, but even with James Robinson, hey, dude, run up the middle. He can absolutely do that. Michael Carter is not just a, a slump either. I think they're going to be fine. Give me the Jets. Take the Patriots. Patriots Wrong. have yet to lose to the Jets since 2015. Yeah, they just lost to the Bears. I'm picking the Patriots here. Uh, I think the Patriots win by more than two and a half. I bet they win by 10. Jared's third favorite I'll team. Totally, I'll totally. I'd put a bet on that with you. Five bucks? Absolutely. You want to bet me five bucks? Yep. That Handshake. win by 10. Handshake. Dealio. Deal done. We'll, re- we'll reach this next week. Yeah, so give me the Jets. Moving on here, we do have the Steelers playing the Eagles Battle of Pittsburgh. I mean, come on. What more could you ask? Well, Battle for? of Currently, Pennsylvania, but sure. I'm sorry, Battle of Pennsylvania. One of the, you know, whatever. Dude. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I mean, that that sounds like, what, 250 years old? Who cares, right? Super old. Uh, so let's 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 move on here because that was a, a crazy baffle. So the Eagles are definitely favored by 10.5 points here. The over-under is 44.5 points. Um, ben, as much as I would love to see the Steelers win, I just don't see that happening. Uh, so give me the Eagles. Uh, and give me the spread too. I think they do win by more than 10 and a half. I would love to, but there is an actual factual statistic to this. Every single time a team is favored by over nine and a half points, that is wrong 59% of the time. That's They've done percentage. studies going all the way back. It's the only thing that makes me question it. I'm not going to put it there. I remember years ago, me and Benry watched, and it was like 33-3. Benry turned off the game. I was super bummed. So, Benry, I'm excited for this game. I think we're going to blow you guys out. But at the same time, coming off a of bye week, I want to see how Jalen Hurts does. Still giving us a dub. I would not take the spread because I'm wary. Kenny Pickett, though, will throw two picks. And Jared, to Jared's point here, at least one fumble. Yeah, I, I, pick, I pick the Eagles. I bet it's closer than that 10 and a half spread. So I'd pick the Steelers in the spread bet. Uh, Steelers like to keep it close. Tomlin's still a good coach. 
I think he's going to make it hairy for Hertz. Uh, but yeah, Eagles money line. I just, shizzle. I just can't see Pickett or Trubisky scoring points against this defense. No, I, it's just so hard. I, am I crazy to say we have the best secondary in the league at this point in time? No, like James, James Bradbury. I, would I can't say think that, of a better secondary at least playing right now. James Bradbury is out of his mind right now. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who has not played a ton of safety, had two picks in our last game against the Cowboys. And Kenny Pickett is known to be a deep ball slinger with all of that combined and Najee not being very good and us just adding Robert Quinn. If we play Jordan Davis, he's an absolute run stuffer. Steelers got problems this week. Love to go 7-0. All right, we got the Titans at the Texans. Currently, the Titans are favorited by 2.5 points. The total over-under is 41 um, I'm going to take the Titans. I think I'll take that spread too. I think they win by more than two and a half points. Four game win streak. Um, but I'm going to take the under on the total points scored of 41. Give me the Titans. I know that's low. It, it is. I'll say, give me the Titans. Give me the under. Uh, what's the spread? Two and a half. Give me the over. Yeah. Taking Titans, uh, spread money line. It all. Yeah. This next game is going to be interesting, although not as interesting it would have been a week ago. Uh, we do have, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, we have the Commanders visiting the Colts. So Battle of the backups! No Carson Wentz, right? That would have been fun to see. Um, but currently, Matt Ryan has been benched. Carson Wentz is injured. So like AJ just said, both playing backup quarterbacks, both pretty much on that same level caliber of team. Yeah. Um, currently, the Colts favored by two and a half. Uh, yeah. Ah, man, that's tr- I guess, yeah, I'll go with the Colts because they're the home team. No, I take that back. I'm trusting my boy Taylor Heineke. I think that they win that game. Um, and as far as the over-under of 40 and a half, oh, my goodness. 40 and a half? <clears> is, that's, <throat> that's a low. It is really low. I so said, give me yeah. the commanders, give me the over. And so, obviously, on that, on that pace, yeah, give me the spread. Yeah, I'm taking. Da, 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 da. I'm going to take the Colts. Colts defense has been stepping up a lot more recently. Uh, they're getting a lot of people back in play, and that's the main driving factor of how they're going to win the rest of the year is defense and running the football. So I'm going to take the Colts at home against the Commanders. I don't remember the last time the Commanders beat the Colts in their own stadium. I do it's remember the last while. time they beat the Packers, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next game, we have the 49ers at the Rams. This is the 425 game. game. The 49ers are favored by one and a half points. Uh, the 49ers tend to beat the Rams all the time. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's one of those mental things. That being said, Shannon has his, the 49ers number. have a lot of issues on defense right now. And, you know, on the other side, of course, the uh, the Rams have a lot of issues on the O-line. I think that this is the game where the Rams get a win because they, number one, need the win. Coming off a bye. Coming off a bye. So this should be nice, fresh, healthy Cooper at home. Cup. I mean, definitely start Cooper Cup, right? I mean, he might have oh, two, three touchdown game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely taking definitely taking the Rams here. Uh, I'll take the spread, right, because it's one and a half to the 49ers, and I'll take the over-under of 41 and a half. Oh, for sure. Definitely taking the over on this game. I'm not quite sure how the, it's going to pan out for who wins due to it being a divisional game, but 41 points is low. Yeah. I'll say, honestly, give me the Niners. Give me the Niners in this situation. Yeah, the, the old line is a huge issue. If Eric Armstead's back, Nick Bosa is just Nick Bosa. He's an absolute friggin' monster. Um, but looking at the team, even if Debo doesn't play, you have another week with a CMC offense. And if you look at the entire Rams kind of fan base within that location, it's not huge. And if you look at where the 49ers are, not very far. I think they're going to come into the Rams. It's going to be a sea of red. Give me the 49ers. 
Yeah, it's just it's a divisional matchup. It's just so hard to pick. Um, I'm, a, I'm I have to go with the home team on divisional games. Yeah, same. It's, it's in L.A. You know that's why Panthers won last week. But even looking at the 49ers too, they just got blown out. Yeah, by the Chiefs. I'll yeah. say that's got to spark something. I'll say Shane. I don't, gonna, that, I don't think that's going to spark anything. They knew the Chiefs were good, and Vegas put the line super low. Yeah. But I mean, that's just kind of the way it works. But again, when you come off a game like that, you have to cheer up in, in a certain way. This is going to be their get right game. I think they are still one of the top five teams in the NFC. This is going to be a game to prove it. If you're a CMC owner, are you worried about being in that backfield? Nope. No, not not even a little bit. But not for the fact that it's it's crowded, more the fact that like he still has to learn the offense. So even last week, yes, I absolutely started him. Did not have a good week. No. But you never know if he's going to have a little you know red zone package. Again, dude went to Stanford. You like to hope he, he knows how to study. Um, so in that case, yeah, give me CMC. Jeff Wilson is probably going to get six touches this week. Honestly. So, yeah, CMC, I would start him with confidence. Yeah. Uh, moving on here, we got the Giants at the Seahawks. Uh, this is definitely going to be an interesting game. Uh, two teams that we both predict to be very bad are actually doing pretty well. Uh, so right now, the Seahawks are favored by two and a half. The total over under is 45 and a half. I will take the Seahawks. I will take that point spread. Uh, but I am going to take the under on the total point scored. You want to know a crazy fact about this game? Let's hear it. This is the only game on the slate where two teams over 500 play each other. That and it is the Giants and the Seahawks. What the hell happened in 2022 to create that? That makes zero sense. Some voodoo <clears throat> magic going on. It, it really is. But at this point, I'm not going to bet against Dayball. The, like the magic he's working within the Giants team. I don't understand it. They don't have a receiver who's had more than 200 yards receiving. So it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but Saquon absolute monster. I think this is still going to be a game that the Giants are going to win. They're going to keep the Giants right there in the race, right on the Eagles heels. Just nip, 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 like a little chihuahua. Give me the Giants. Yeah, I got to fly across country. I'm taking the Giants in this. I think they've been underdogs in the... And uh, I think they've only been actually overdogs in two games out of the entire season. They've been underdogs majority of the year. Yeah, they were last I'm week riding, against the Jags. I'm still, ri- yeah, I'm yeah. still riding. Well, they almost lost to the Jags. We watched that game. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, good example. They go from New York to Florida, back to New York, all the way over to Washington. It's a lot of travel, but they're panning out. Somehow they're doing it and they're getting it done. I'm taking the Giants. I'm going to take the over. Both teams can score. Yeah, I'm going Seahawks. I think that that's a hard place to live in. I think that they're playing well. I saw one guy tweet out that said um, if Geno Smith's name was Russell Wilson, he'd be an MVP candidate. And I yeah. kind of agreed with that because Geno's yeah. playing out of his mind. Um, and I just I think the Giants are kind of like the Vikings where they've been a little bit lucky in certain situations, uh, whereas the Seahawks are straight out just overperforming from what everyone expected. Yeah. So at that home game, give me Seattle. Let's move on here. This is probably the second most exciting game of the week for me. Obviously, I like the the Vikings Cardinals first, but we do have the Green Bay Packers flying all the way to Buffalo uh, to play those Bills. Currently, the point spread is to the Bills by 10.5 points. The total over-under is 47.5. First off, I'm going to take the Bills, but I'm not taking that spread. I'm going to take the Bills. I would absolutely take the spread. It is worth noting, Tredavious White is coming back from IR, is designated to return, but is not going to play in this game. But again, did you guys see the quote from Aaron Rodgers saying that a couple of people on the team should be getting... Shouldn't be getting touches. Yeah, yeah they, yeah. they should be getting less reps. Just within that, I'll say if I'm an Aaron Jones owner, would love to start him. I, my running backs are too good, but he's going to catch 13, 14 balls this game. In a PPR situation, absolutely start him. Everything else, Packers are probably going to be running in like a 12... 
13 set because they don't have any wide receivers right now outside of Lazard, who's questionable, Sammy Watkins, who's just not good. This is going to have to be a running game. When you play the Bills, you can't just play from behind like you're the, the Falcons and just run the ball 40 times. You can't do it. So unless Aaron Rodgers can pull a, not even a rabbit out of a hat, you're going to have to pull a Stegosaurus out of a hat and really prove some magic. And I don't think this is a game for that. Give me the Bills. Give me the spread. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills money line. Uh, spread of 10.5 is always a, or is it 11? 10.5. It probably will be 11 or 12 by week's end, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Packers spread bet, uh, and I'll take Buffalo money line. I don't know about the over-under. That's a really close deal because the Packers, Packers defense, outside of their interior, is decent, at least on the outside for cornerback purposes. I just think it's going to be a Singletary game. And they'll just kind of grind out the clock and just get that win. In the second half when it's 42 to 6. Nah, yeah, it might, I agree. it might be like 24 to, to 10 by first half, and then they grind it out. I think Chase McDaniel is going to start I the entire fourth that. quarter. I could totally see that. Chase McDaniel is going to play the fourth quarter. That's, you want to bet me 10 bucks on that? No, honestly. Okay. That's, exactly. No, that's, that's, exactly. that's, my hot, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my hot take, though. I honestly think that's going to be the situation. Jordan Love's going to play in this game. I don't know about that one either. Aaron Rodgers is also hurt. He hurt his thumb in that last game. Ah, no, it was two games ago. He hurts himself and lies about it. He's not really hurt. Um, all right, let's go. Let's move on. Uh, Monday night game. We got the Bengals and the Browns. Another divisional matchup. This one's going to be interesting. Uh, the Bengals currently favorited by three, coming off a super hot performance. Yes. Um, the over-under is 47 points. I'm taking the Bengals. They seem to be really hot right now. Um, the Browns are always a 50 50 team they could win they might not win uh so just logic right there is telling me to roll with the Bengals. um i am going to take the point spread also because if the Bengals do win i don't think that they win by three i think they thoroughly take care of the browns sure i'll say i'm not going to bet the over under on this i would just go money line biggest reason for that the Bengals do struggle against one type of team and it is a physical running team uh nick chubb is the best running back in the league right now i'm just going to say that flat out He's an absolute monster. I don't think it's it's even questioned most rushing touchdowns, most rushing yards. Uh, and that's a team that kind of can play the the Bengals in a type of game where it's going to be a struggle. Yes, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, absolute monsters. But these games always tend to be really, really close. So give me the Bengals. Yeah, I'm taking Bengals money line. And I wouldn't take the spread either. It could be a three-point game. It could be a one-point game. It could be a 20-point game. I just um, don't think the Browns win. I don't think the Browns win. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's the point that. of the We all agree yeah. the Bengals win, yeah. Uh, Jared just uh, pointed out I missed a game. That is um, one of the more exciting games of the week. Uh, just kidding. It is the Panthers at the Falcons. This is a noon game. Currently, the Falcons are favored by 6.5. The total over-under is 41.5. This is a super tricky matchup, though, um, because P.J. Walker playing a little bit better. Mariota is up and down every other week. Um I mean, just based on this, I have to go with the Falcons because they're the home team. Plus, the Panthers are coming off a pretty big win. They might be a little fat and happy over there. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Falcons. I'm not going to take that six and a half point spread, though. uh, But I am going to take the the over on the forty one and a half. Yeah, I'm picking the Falcons to win money line, but six and a half. That's a lot of points. This is going to be a close game, a lot closer than a lot of people think. I would take the over on the point spread. It's going to be high scoring. Panthers spread Falcons money line. Give me the Panthers to win. Woo. They just beat the Bucks. I'll say Deontay Foreman. Like I said, he's already home though. He's already my flexi. I don't care. I'll say honestly, looking at the Falcons, they're just gonna run the ball. 
And if you look at even Leonard Fournette, yes, they're really they're actually pretty decent against a the pass. Their their defense is not bad. Brian mm. Bur- Brian Burns is an absolute monster. He's a beast. Just looking at that situation, DJ Moore finally got involved. He actually caught a touchdown, which he has been allergic to for the past three years. Just looking at the confidence they just instilled in PJ Walker, the running game that they just instilled last week, going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jared, your second favorite team. Give me the Panthers. Yeah. You know, what's funny about DJ Moore is he's had four touchdowns in the past three years, every year, four touchdowns, four touchdowns, yeah. four touchdowns. He's on pace for four touchdowns this year. Let's go. <laughs> I'll say he's going he's to catch number two this week. You can't ask for more than consistency. No. You at least know they're going to score. You know, they're not right. That's true. But you're going to count on him to have a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not very consistent having two sacks in a the season, then 18 and a half and then one sack. Well, one sack so far. Don't bring me that. Like I said, they've been switching up the scheme. Everything's been a little bit different. But guess what? <laughs> Robert Quinn is not coming in to be like our all-star pass rusher. He's coming in to be a rotational player. It's going to be amazing for the Eagles. And Benry, Kenny Pickett's going to be on the ground nine times this, this week. All right. Well, I like it. Do you guys have anything, anything else for the, for the people? Nope. It's a good slate of games. Obviously, the Chiefs, Chargers out. Uh, so let's see what happens with the rest of the league. Yep. We'll catch you next weekend or next week Wednesday. Happy Halloween. AJ, a spooky piece out. (laughs) On fourth and three.